Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. I'm Greg Messina, and today's date is July 19th, 2022. If you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And of course, I do welcome back our uptime panel, and we bring back Brother Kevin, Brother Bob Barber, and we did have Brother Dustin from Busy for the Lord channel. I think we're dealing with some technical difficulties, perhaps on his end. So hopefully he'll be joining us again momentarily. Uh, today's verse of the day from BibleGateway.com is, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.10. Amen, brothers. Welcome back to Uptime. Glad you could make it back. And uh, Kevin, how was your week? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, it, it was such an event-packed week. I mean, I, I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember coming on here last week and saying it was an event-packed week. But I think this week was like double what it was the previous week. It was, I mean, things are, it's, there's so many things going on. I mean, listen, we did have, obviously, um, Joe Biden went to the Middle East. So, I mean, that's going to set off, you know, 50, at least 20 to 30 gaffes. Um, I mean, he did try to shake an invisible hand, a visible man's hand again. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but I mean, it's like, but, but that's just the, like the funny part. It's not funny, but I mean, it's funny, but it's sad, but, but I, but it was more eventful in terms of like what happened over there. And, and I'm sure we're all going to discuss that. And of course we had a lot of news here in the United States as well with, uh, you know, uh, the inflation number came out and then of course a response that was just of course ridiculous uh we've got uh, well just today we've got 17 congress people who can't stay out of the street when they're told um <laughs> I mean, just, just like straight up lawlessness is going on and then of course oh also today uh we got we got the the court packing thing that we all knew was going to come sooner or later that started today so I mean we've got a lot to talk about let's put it that way and there's just too, there's so much going on Greg I I don't it's hard to keep track well definitely definitely in the world uh, how about you personally your week was okay it was anything no it was terrible Greg oh, I mean, just oh. suffering so bad. I mean, oh listen sorry to hear that. no Greg things are things are fine with me personally because I mean listen I'm wrapped up in this I, I of course I have a job. And uh, and sometimes, Greg, you you know that I, I come here sometimes, and I'm like, that was a long day of like just you know constant issues coming up, and I got to put out fires, not literally, but I mean, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. But uh, but no, I mean things are going smoothly. When things go smoothly, there I am able to focus more on what's going on around things. And I and I tell you, I take a lot of joy from watching the the prophetic alignment being set up uh, so i mean personally when things like this happen greg i get energized good yeah brother bob my week has gone really really good it's just staying busy working on a lot of feeding my sheep today content right now i just got i just put out a video this past week dealing with uh this upcoming uh nuclear holocaust we're going to be probably experiencing here maybe maybe not i don't know 
Um, got to say something about it. There's a lot of stuff lining up towards that. So I just put a video up about that. And you know, folks, I know it sounds so negative. That's negative. You get into like nuclear war. I mean, I've, uh, the, uh, the National Geographic Channel just came out with a nuclear holocaust war uh, video. They just uh, published like a month ago. So it's interesting that they're doing that right now. They just did that, you know. So that's the big one, everybody. And I believe that's going to be the uh, the incursion with the Rapture Resurrection event. I really do. I think we're really going to go right down to the wire. Uh, interesting thing that happened was uh, I remember a dream. It's so interesting now. I've seen all this stuff happening. I can I recall people's dreams over the last 10 years when people see. And one I recall was... The rapture, a lot of people were standing outside waiting for the rapture to happen. It was one guy's dream, while a bunch of people were inside watching TV, watching some type of event unfold. So I'm like, there's only two things that can be watching. One, they're watching a comet hitting the Earth, or two, nuclear war. Okay? Because they're certainly not going to be watching invading armies coming right at them because they won't be sitting there watching TV, for one. And two, they would uh, definitely attack with the EMP attack before they do something like that. So nobody will be ready for it. And I think what's going to happen is, uh, you know, when, 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 if this was to happen, the National Geographic show, when they, they, they basically do like a 20 years of what will happen after tw- they do it like the first week or the first day, the first week, the first two weeks, first month, they broke it all down to like 20 years. And it's interesting, and I know it's all predictive programming. Well, the first thing they talk about is what they'll do is they'll attack. Russia will attack us with a EMP attack. Basically shuts down all of our communication, all right, for the most part, okay? Our our military will be able to communicate because they, they got the equipment that could take something like that. But the rest of us won't be able to communicate. So that way, we don't know what's going on. We can't communicate with people. Hey, a nuke just went off over here. Get into your bunkers. Hey, and, you know, everybody start preparing, getting underground. They don't want that. They want everybody taken by surprise so that way they can maximize the death, amount of death of this country, I believe, when they attack. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. If this was to happen, folks, if you see an EMP attack and everything just stops, um, start looking up. Get in your house. Look, I don't know what you want to do, but, you know, <laughs> you know, that's – I don't think they're going to come at us just with shooting bombs and without taking down our grid first, you know. And I've heard that not just my not just in that video, but I've seen that in dreams and visions, my own dreams, and I've also seen that actually talked about last few years on different outlets of, um, you know, dealing with uh, military tactics and stuff like that. You know, they'll definitely hit what they EMP attack first, so that has a great chance of happening next month and hopefully it doesn't. Okay. I know Joe Biden was about, I know we're about to have our trains. My guys hear about our train strike. That's supposed mm-hmm. to happen. And I guess Biden did something to prevent it. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. We stop it. What's yeah. going on here? They're like, things are not working out for them quite like they think that it's working out. So very interesting. A lot to talk about, like Kevin said, so. There's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, Brother Dustin, how about yourself? Hey, everybody. Uh, things have been going pretty good. Uh, well, oh, I you're, you're cracking up a little bit. You've got your uh, uh, audios. The crackles came back. There. The crackles came 
Crackle's yeah. coming back. Crackle Pop, can you guys hear me okay? Well, let yeah, me see if there's something I can do about that. Try try now. Go ahead. Talk. All right. How about that right there? Oh, that's good. Got it. I took the echo cancellation off, so I think that was the issue. Go ahead. Yeah, it was probably the echo cancellation. Um, Yeah, i just been asking for prayer, a lot of spiritual warfare this week. Uh, the Lord's mm-hmm. been opening up doors for me. You know, obviously I like to preach. Uh, there's just so much news that I, I have to literally choose pick and choose what I decide to make a video on. I mean, there, there's just, it's very hard because I want to get all the information out to everybody, but I've been very busy doing that. Um, at a crossroads right now with trying to figure out where the Lord is directing me, whether I'm able to do my ministry full time or if I got to go look and do something else. Um, so just be praying for me, but uh, as always a blessing to be on with you guys tonight to discuss prophetic events. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, Kevin, you're going to have a, a whole bunch to talk oh about. Oh, my gosh. Uh, There's so many different topics. To talk but about. Uh, how about today's um, incident with the Hoover Dam? I think oh. a lot of people are interested in what's going on there. I don't know that there really is much, to be honest with you, to really be up in arms about. Uh, it sounds like it was one of the generators that, you know, had caught fire at the Hoover Dam. Um, but immediately when I thought of that, I don't know if anybody else thought of that, thought of this, but there was something going, you know, there's something I've seen in the past with this um, symbolism of a dam breaking. And I think there was, I think it was part of, um, uh, I think it was a part of the dollar bill or one of the bills where they did this, this kind of um, manipulation of the, of the dollar bill and, it, and the back of it showed, um, the twin towers going up in flames. And then there was something also about, I think it was either a five or a one. I can't remember exactly, but maybe people in the audience remember this, that there was also when, when folded the back of it was a a dam that broke. And uh, I think there's a lot of uh, speculation about some kind of end time scenario of a dam breaking. So immediately my mind went to that, um, and it could have been in one of the those cards too, Bob, the uh, the Illuminati cards. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but I do remember seeing it on the on on one of the uh, our uh, dollar bills or one of our bills. So if anybody remembers any of that, that's immediately what came to my mind. Uh, but I don't think there's really much here to play with. To be honest with you, I don't think there's anything to really be concerned about at least at not at this time but god forbid something like that ever did break uh that would be a catastrophic event yeah yeah but i i don't, I don't think this i mean if true that it was one of the transformers then it's kind of a nothing burger because i mean that thing's old and things blow up all the time like that i mean when when they're old but i mean if it was sabotage or some kind of attack then that's a whole different thing. So, I mean, how are we supposed to know what is the truth? I mean, weren't there, you get, you just kind of rely on reports. Uh, you see a Twitter video. I mean, you know, see, I mean, you can make your, look at, you could go all the way into conspiracy theories and all that kinds of stuff too. I mean, but at the same time, if, if, if that dam like broke, that'd be pretty bad. I mean, that, that, that dam is very useful. It generates power. It, not only that, it, it regulates water for a lot of, different people um, and different states. So uh, you're talking about a major infrastructure um, thing. It's been around for a long time and does a lot of, a lot of good for people. So, 
yeah, you don't, you really don't want that to go down. But I don't, I, I don't know, Greg, if we should be focusing on that tonight. Well, it's not a foc- It's we're not focusing on it. Um, it's just one thing that we're going to start start with because it's a recent incident that happened. Uh, Dustin has certainly brought it up, uh, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things that we should be uh, looking at. All right, so Dustin, what, what do you got on it? <laughs> well, the you know now now with so much prophetic things happening on a daily basis, right? Anything that happens substantially like that, that hasn't happened for a while, such as an explosion when all the media has been pointed to Lake Mead. And I have a brother in Arizona who is talking about, dude, should I move from Arizona because of the shortage of water? They're talking about the power load on the grid. And then when that explosion happens, you know, our, our little prophetic radars go up and we're like, wait a minute, there's got to be something there. And, you know, I agree with Kevin. Sometimes things just happen, and us prophecy watchers, we just tend to get maybe a little too rambunctious and jump to conclusions, so we have to be careful about jumping to conclusions without having the full facts. However, what I thought about was the fact of all the food uh, processing plants, the uh, explosions on the gas uh, pipe, the pipelines and all that. We know there's a, a, a demolition of this country going on. So it's worth paying attention to, right? And we know that there's millions of people that'll be affected uh, regarding the power grid and the, you know, the whole, the whole dam and that, what that represents. So I try to stay, stay away from the whole symbolic thing because we can kind of get to the point where we become almost mystical with it, you know, and there's nothing really there. I try to stay biblical in everything that I do. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we get off in all these bunny trails. Let's try to stay focused. We already know what they're doing behind the scenes or not so much, kind of in our face, what are you going to do about it, right? Um, build back better. They can't build back better until they tear it down. So when we see something like that, we're thinking right away, oh, they must be trying to tear something down. Um, so that's just kind of how we think. But uh, that's my two cents. Good. I'm glad you brought that up. All right, moving on. Okay, Greg, what do you got? All right, moving on. <laughs> let's let's start with Bob, since Kevin's going to close with uh, with his uh, his encyclopedia. But yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Bob. I think um, I th- you know, folks are just really close. I mean, it's almost like every week we come on here and it's, we're, we're covering a lot of the same things that have been going on, except they've just been getting exponentially worse. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about Biden doing his stupid stuff he normally does. Then he goes over there to goes over there to uh, the Middle East, makes a complete idiot out of himself. Does that fist bump <laughs> thing, ends up kicking <laughs> off the Saudi Arabian government. He was like, "Hey, we need you guys to increase your capacity for oil to help save America by fifty percent. We need that." So, hey, this is what I got for you. You know, they gave us four percent. We needed fifty percent. We got four. And then he goes to shake. And of course, I um. Saudi Arabia, the Prince of Saudi Arabia gives uh, Russia, uh, was a complete 100%. They got double capacity to take care mm-hmm. of them, you know. And then it comes out there, they were actually mocking, making fun of Joe Biden purposely. And they, that came out later. And it's like, you know, here's the thing I understand what's going on here. First of all, they uh, cut off the Keystone Pipeline. It was all about taking this country down, getting rid of our energy. And eventually, everything, our entire culture comes to a screeching halt. 
That's the whole thing about Joe Biden. That's what that's what they're using them for. So what they did, they caught up our, our oil producing, the Keystone pipelines and everything else. So we're not producing oil. Then he goes over there and ticks off all of our suppliers that we need. So they won't do anything for us. And then anything we have left in reserves, he's bidding it all out to China now. All at the same time. So please tell me where we're going to get our oil from. Saudi Arabia was his last chance. And he went over there, gave him that fist bump on purpose. He went over there, insulted, called him a murderer. He called his called it what he calls land, Kevin. He called it some type of uh, uh, human insult to, you know, just 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 went off on the king, uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia. And then later on, he said, "Hey, can you give give us more oil?" Huh? Yeah, well, well, I asked everybody. I asked. So we are just in. Um, we have horrible leadership. And it's not just him. We have a horrible Congress that's not doing anything to stop him. So the Congress is just as bad as he is. I mean, I don't know what to say, folks. It's just going to get worse and just get ready for like hell on earth next month. Okay. Get prepared. Sounds great. We're almost at the next Shemitah. Great. I, I don't know what else to tell you. We're, it's an excellent excellent environment for the rapture excellent mm-hmm. environment excellent environment going into the next Shemitah cycle which i believe will be the seven-year tribulation we're in an excellent position for it should be excited well, about that i mean i i mean the the you're right the middle east trip that he made was was a disaster i mean it it accomplished nothing and it actually just made him look more inept and it also ticked off his base. So he really got nothing out of that trip, to be honest with you. There's, there was no bright spot for him. I mean, he went to Israel, and he said that we should honor the, the Holocaust. <laughs> and it was like, what? You know, oh, the, the horror <laughs> of the Holocaust. You saw that, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the honor, the ho- I mean, the horror. It's like, what? And then he goes, and he basically, he, so he insults Israel. He goes and talks to the Palestinians, and he basically says, "I agree that that Jerusalem is not the capital, uh, sole capital of Israel. You should have your own state with your own capital on the 1967 lines, peace and safety." Blah, you know, just the whole. He said peace and he said peace and did safety. he say peace and safety? He, he didn't did really he say. Did. Of course oh. he did. They all do when they talk about. Israel and Palestine living side by side and peace and security. I mean, how many years have we heard that junk? So, I mean, he did the same exact thing. And then he goes to Saudi Arabia and he does the fist bump after he calls him a murderer. I mean, you're going to call him a murderer. Oh, I said it right to his face. That's the first thing I said. That's right. Didn't he say that, Bob? That's the first thing I said to him is that he, he's a murderer. And then I fist bump him. And then I, I beg for oil, and he doesn't give it to me. And then he comes back, and then, like, all the progressives are mad. Like, why are you fist bumping a murderer? And, you know, it's just like it, there's nothing this guy does, you know, amounts to anything. And Barack Obama said it best, and I'm not going to repeat the line because we've seen it. We know what Barack Obama thinks of Joe Biden. Never underestimate his ability to, you know, what up? I mean, that's what he does. Right. So... Uh, you know, listen, his his poll numbers are in the tank. I mean, again, just this week, another poll came out and it was 33 percent approval. And amongst the uh, independents, I think it was 24 percent or 23 percent. 
oh my gosh, this guy, I mean, he, he literally has no support amongst the populace. I mean, and yet, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is like many people said this week is like the only person who doesn't know that Joe Biden is not going to run for president is Joe Biden. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I mean, that was a fun, one of the funniest lines I heard all week. But I mean, this is prophetic though, Bob, and, and, and you're right. I don't think that we've been this close to, to nuclear war since, I, I mean, I don't know, Bob. I mean, do we go all the way back to the missile crisis? Because I mean, Literally, like with when Russia gets into a war and, and the United States is on the other side of it, and then China kind of helps out along with Russia, and then Iran now is. And by the way, this week, Iran's finally fessed up and said, we have the ability to make a nuclear bomb. They said that for the first time this week. Iran did. Now, Israel has said this. For a long time, and you get a guy like um, Steve Quayle who says that they've had the ability to do it since 2007. Who knows? I don't know if that's true or not. But Israel has basically said for the last like six, seven years that they're on the brink. They're they're weeks away, you know. And then finally, the the the, the, the minister came out and said, "We have the ability to do it. We've enriched it up to 90 percent. We can build it anytime we want, but we have no plans to at this time." So. Now you got this Iran deal that's on the table. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this Iran deal, if Iran agrees to it, which it's basically sitting in their lap right now for a yes or no from them. If they agree to that, do you know how much we give them in sanctions relief, Bob, over five years? Take a guess. Was it uh I know I heard a number, it's like a trillion. Yeah. It, Bob's on it. It's it's one trillion dollars. We're going to give them immediately like $250 billion in sanctions relief, but it's $1 trillion. That makes that that uh, uh, plane, plane full of cash. Remember that, Bob? Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, the billion plus in cash on a plane in, in, in boxes or whatever that Obama did in the, in the dead of the night right before he left office. I mean, that makes that look – I mean, you have to have 250 planes, Bob. I mean, this is this is just what we're living through right now, and it's 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 crazy because that that's just the Middle East trip this week, Bob. Lawlessness yeah. is absolute lawlessness, and so many people. You know, I get tired of looking at these videos and like, oh, so and so is going to get in trouble. Or I heard something about Nancy Pelosi's husband breaking some laws and breaking heads, doing some crime or something like that. I saw the headlines like, yeah, nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah, they're all above the law. Yeah, it's lawlessness, right? You get yeah. so you have seventeen Congress people in the street. I mean, what are these kids? Get out of the street! And they say it three times. Get out of the street! They have to warn them three times, and then they just still stand there. It's like, and then the the police go over there and said, "Okay, we're going to have to detain you." And so, what do they do? They put their hands behind their backs, and they don't get cuffed. And then they start walking with their hands behind their backs. And then they do a fist raise and they realize, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be handcuffed. And they put their, I mean, what is this? Yeah, it's Bob, all, this is all, lawlessness from, from the Congress who are acting like children. Yeah, God is, God is really, I think they're scattering right now. There is, things are not working out the way, it's, the way they planned it. And I know those guide stones went down. I made a video about those guide stones going down. 
And they have a plan for 500 million people. That's never going to happen. You know, I made a video and it's like, it's not going to, they'll never get things that low. I think we're going to see a, a third of the Earth's population surviving during the uh, after the tribulation who are actually mortal survivors. But everybody else is going to be resurrected or you know, like the rest of us are going to be, you know, we're going to come back down to the Earth, you know, mortal bodies, you know. But except for those who died and went to hell because they rejected the Lord, you know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a it is a major reset coming here, guys. And that global reset, that global reset, folks, is the rise of the beast system. Okay, mm-hmm. did they ever talk about a reset, a global reset, seventy years ago, Dustin? Did they ever they ever talk about a global reset, uh, hundred fifty years ago? No, no, nope. they're talking nope. about it now. Yeah. <laughs> You know, God, God has, God has Satan on a leash, and it seems like since 2020, he's let off his leash a little bit more, gave him a little more time to, you know, set the stage for his time to shine during the tribulation period. This verse just keeps popping in my head, Proverbs 29, verse 2. Uh, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. And there's a whole lot of groaning right now. We got groaning from people that aren't saved because of the wickedness in our land. And then you got groaning within the church because we groan, uh, longing for the rapture of the church. So there's a whole lot of groaning going on all over the world. And that groaning is also symbolic of the birth pangs. Now we could split hairs and say, well, it's really not the birth pangs until the tribulation starts. We're really in the beginning of sorrows, right? So 2020 could be called the beginning of sorrows. We start to see the foreshadowing of the things that are going to happen in the tribulation. A little little, little tidbit, a little taste of what the, what the sealed judgments are going to be like, right? That's why so many people are confused. Hey, are we in the tribulation? Because this looks a lot like the seals. No, this is God's mercy saying, get your act together, get right with me, because mm-hmm. the real deal's coming, and uh, we know that the church will be in heaven, Revelation chapter 4 and 5, watching that scroll getting broke, and then the seals will be unleashed. So we have to be raptured before this stuff takes place. But I'm with you guys. Um, it's like a dam is about to break. The re- the reset can't happen, I-, I don't think, until the church is gone because we're the restrainer. So we're just mm-hmm. like holding it back. Once that restrainer is removed, the dam breaks loose. The Antichrist comes and says, here I am, folks. Worship, you know. So Very exciting like analogy, that. Dustin. <laughs> I love yes. the fact that you... I'm trying to tie in current events. <laughs> you're doing good. I mean, you're, you, you've, got the, you've got the dam breaking. you got the restrainer. So the dam is like holding back. You know, it's all, it's, it's good. And it's like, and then you yeah. can see the cracks in the machinery yeah. <laughs> uh, where yeah, it's right. not ready to blow, you know. I love that. No, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, the beginning of sorrows. I mean, 2020 is a good year. Maybe 2017 is when it was when it started. But I mean, clearly, we are in the beginning of sorrows. I mean, every single box is checked off. So there, there's really like nothing more that we really need to see um, for the big event to happen, and whatever happens around that event, right, Bob? I mean, and that you've had. Plenty of visions and dreams uh, reported on your channel. You've had them yourself that, you know, that big event could be the EMP thing. I mean, listen, the EMP is just is disastrous. It's probably worse than a new, to be honest with you, like to blow up infrastructure and stuff. But I mean, like the EMP, how can you how can you buy or sell? 
How would you be able to even go? Everything runs on electricity, okay? You certainly can't work if you use a computer. I mean, does anyone use a computer during during work? I mean, who doesn't anymore? Except better get those Faraday cages ready for those. uh, Yeah, those thumb drives. Yeah, but you. I mean, but but like when they tell you to go learn to code, remember they said that. That's not going to do you any good if an EMP goes off. What are you going to code with? An abacus? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, listen, you're going to need to learn how to like work with your hands, and 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 hopefully you've got some land that you can grow some crops on i mean but, i mean seriously bob an emp is disastrous that 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 would destroy things quicker and faster than say a nuke went off in a, in one city oh yeah well the main thing is it gets rid of all the electricity yeah you know we have 400 like 120 years ago we only had like 1.8 billion people right 1.6 billion on this earth and that was 120 150 years ago now we're at what seven and a half almost eight billion people now and that's all being sustained mostly on electricity. How many people are out there hunter or hunter gatherers feeding themselves? Not many. How are and, you going to be able to get water out of your faucet, Bob, without a pump actually like putting the water in there? Where's where's your water going to come from? Where's your yeah. food going to come from? It won't come from. Yeah, it's, it's going to be back. We're going back to 150 years. And, oh, um, this and world can't handle that, have, Bob. No, because we have like, <laughs> for example, in this country, we have like what 390. Four million people in this country. We don't even have enough animals in this country to feed everybody. Okay, right. you think that we're gonna all go out and start hunting and doing all that stuff? No, it's not gonna happen. You know, I was actually watching that National Geographic show. What would happen for, with a nuclear war? I, I tell you what, that's a great show. I should, you know, find the link and send it to you. Great people should watch it. It is scary, but not for us, but people left behind. And it's funny because you know, <laughs> three hundred ninety million people cannot survive here being hunter-gatherers. There's not enough animals to eat. So I don't know what people are going to do here, but most people are going to die. And basically their projected numbers was around pretty much the same as mine. Well, for the first year or two, like they'll be down to like almost uh, 20 million people left in this country. You know, after the first year, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So we are, we, we are, we're in a system right now that is very, you're right. You're right there, Kevin. It's it's almost like you'd rather just die by a nuclear blast, man. Yeah. I mean, the the, the chaos that ensues after that, Bob, has got to be a worse fate for for most. Because, I mean, you're talking about at least 90 to 95% probably don't survive in the first week. Um, And with a nuke, I mean, it's like if you're at the epicenter, of course, yes. But, I mean, if you're farther out, you got more than a week. Um, but I mean, th- that's just devastation. And I, and I saw your video and you talked about like multiple nukes that are basically off the shore in those submarines. Right. And yeah, so what if they did decide to shoot them all uh, off at once? And then, I mean, th- there is no counterattack to that except for like to shoot off, uh, you know, but you're not going to you're not going to save yourself. You're just going to destroy something else. But, I mean, you have no no ability to prevent that because you're talking about speeds, hypersonic speeds that, that, that are impossible to defend against. And you, I mean, in other words, the, the phrase, you won't know what hit you, actually does apply in this case. Right. If they detonate a 20, a, a 20, uh, the 200 megaton, the 200 megaton, I think that's the right number. 200 megatons. Yeah, 200 megatons. You know, the average nuclear bomb that they have right now, 
uh, the one they blew up in Hiroshima, that thing, the Hiroshima bomb, is only 3% yeah. of an average nuclear bomb now. That's and these, these missiles, I've watched a video, they carry like 10 of them. Ten nukes on so so you got a you got a nuke one nuke on the warhead that's uh, which the, I don't want the math Kevin could do the math. Well, you're saying it's three percent. It's three percent of Hiroshima. Hiroshima uh-huh. is three percent of the power of one of these nukes now. So that's like what? That's like a ninety. That's like a, what's that? About three four thousand percent stronger. And they yeah. put ten of them on a missile. You're talking I mean, about that, that could blow up a continent. You're talking that's, like yeah, two two billion tons of TNT. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine? That's I scary. mean, that's, but the, but that but and that's just like part of their. That's not their entire arsenal, Bob. No, <laughs> that's just a fraction. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's uh, yeah. It's 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 going to be. They use any of those things, and you know what? I know we have to talk about that now because that's what's right around right around the horizon. And we're they're getting us ready for that right now because look at our food infrastructure. You oh, think yeah. that's all just by chance that they're destroying our food no. infrastructure? How many so plants have gone down? Are we up to a hundred yet? I think What's so. That? We're getting there. Yeah, it's yeah, like what ninety something. How much? How many bob was it? What's that? How many plants were have been blown up this year? Has it been like ninety something? Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six has Biden gotten off. How many days are we in this year? It's like 180. It's like one every other day. I mean, right? It's, it's maybe they got the 96 plants that got burned down mysteriously. I'm sure more are on the way. They have paying all the farmers not to farm, and the ones that do try to farm, they're giving them crappy fertilizer. They're taking the nitrates out of it. Oh, we got to make sure it's green compatible. You know, as friendly <laughs> for the environment. So that way, now the 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 one the, the little farms that we do have left, they're not nowhere near as uh as uh. As was what I'm looking for, as profitable, yeah, nowhere near as half crops right. they used to create. So yeah, and then you have that, and then you have our gas, our energy being energy's that. gone. So, so if you even make the food, you can't ship the food, right? So it's a complete attack. I mean, they they really want to make sure that when this whole thing goes down, there's nothing left. They didn't want to leave right. anything to chance. Well, that was they another thing that happened everything. this week. That right, that was another thing that happened this week, Bob. Is that they went out celebrating gas average gas prices down to four fifty a gallon. That that's like some some big you know reason to brag and, and it's <laughs> like great news for the American people. You're only paying four fifty a gallon, but but wait, there's more. Uh, you know we're we're not we're, we are going to have a food crisis, but that's okay because we're doing the right thing because Russia, Russia, Russia. And then you got the ones who talked about all the disinformation about Russia, 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 keeping their Pulitzer Prizes. Did you see that, by the way? I think that happened today as well. So many things happened today, Greg. I mean, I'm so glad we have this on a Tuesday because it seems like they line us up. They just give us all this stuff in one day and say, have at it. (laughs) Yeah, I I I think they know. But Uh, but, but, there's the sinister, uh, you know, thing with the – with the food processing plants. I mean, yeah. Where, what are they ultimately doing here? I mean, besides just scaring us, right? What are they doing? I mean, they're ultimately, is it about starvation? Could we literally get into an area of, of starvation in, in the U S mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's what this is going for. Right. And um, boy, I almost hate to bring it up, but it's, it's like, they've been bringing in uh, cannibalism in, uh, in uh, like this predictive programming way, specifically in different shows, uh, uh, in articles and, you know, and makes me think, you know, this is something that could really, uh, you know, the the elitists, the uh, the Illuminati, all this kind of stuff, they could be going that direction, uh, wow. and it's totally satanic. But so, three things come to mind there. Obviously, like when when you talked about starvation, could starvation come to America? I mean, I, I think of the Donner Party. Obviously, I mean that's got to be like the first thing that you think of is like when people went over the mountains and then they had to resort to cannibalism just to, to survive. The Dust Bowl is was like really bad where they just had like no food because there was just nothing to eat there. Um, and then of course, I also think back to biblical times in Israel when they resorted to cannibalism as well. So uh, could that listen? If you listen to people like um, who's the guy in in New Jersey who did um, who does all the talk the, the talks about uh, the parallels? He wrote the Harbinger. He, Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan Kahn. Now, yes. listen, I, I'm not here to endorse Jonathan Kahn. As who people will be like, Jonathan Kahn did this or he said that, and it's just like, oh my gosh, let's not get into that, please. <laughs> I'm just saying that he's written books and he's made talks about how there how there are really crazy parallels between the United States and ancient Israel. And Greg, when you mentioned those things, it's like, is this another thing that's going to happen to the United States that happened to Israel long ago? And I mean, I don't think that we can we, we can say that it won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Israel even though Israel is talked about in the Bible as Israel, we can also use Israel as a template for how God deals with nations. How does God judge a nation, right? And if you take, if you do the parallels between Romans one, giving the society over to a debased mind, Romans one fools. I mean, I probably use that phrase about a million times. Romans, the Romans one fools when they, you know, reject God and live in a lawless land, God gives people over and that's a form of judgment. So, it's no surprise, but one of the things I constantly am thinking about, brothers, is if it's going to be that bad, it almost have to happen on the other side of the rapture, right? Oh, because yeah. you're talking about nuclear starvation, um, right. the cost of food, famine. These are all conditions in which we have a very desperate population that will be willing to give up anything and everything to get some food, right, to survive. Um, and I think, you know, 2020 was that test run where they're like, wow, people are giving up a w- way more than we thought they were. This is easier sure. than I thought. You know, the old the old saying um, historically is bread and circuses, bread yeah. and circuses. Keep them entertained, control the bread. You know, if you study the, the, co- the color revolutions, the communist revolutions, the same old tactics. It's just people don't know their history. Uh, they're doing the same thing. But again, I just see all of this as on the other side of the rapture. Um, so that makes the sense. question is, what should the church be preparing for? Um, you know, what, what, how much should we prepare for? Good how point. do we please God in this time? You know, I mean, uh, you know, to, to me, you've got uh, you've got a person like 
the freedoms are just like they're they're being taken away. But not only that, people actually called for freedoms to be their freedom to be taken away. So like remember that you know that lady who was on a disinformation board for a little while, the scary poppins lady? I don't remember her yeah. real yep. name, but I would just call her Scary Poppins. But um, you know, she, she she actually tweeted out, like, in March of 2020, lock us down, please. And it's like, I mean, that that's the kind of person. I mean, then you look at, like, what she said after that and before that, and you're like, that is exactly the kind of person that will, will just gladly give away all their freedoms and be controlled you know and, and then of course she's this but she's also the same person who wants to get on a disinformation board to control the narrative and control others so it's it reminds me of like people being who are deceiving and who are being deceived and they're the same people and so what are we supposed to do in the meantime dustin we're supposed to lift up our eyes and, and our heads and look up because our redemption draws near. I don't Amen. see where it says you need to be uh, hunkered down in a bunker. It, mm. it, I mean, Jesus said, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations," and that's what he told his disciples. And so that is what we are doing as well. We are number one thing right there: spread the gospel. That's all that we really need to be doing there during this period of time: spreading the gospel. And getting right with the Lord, getting, making sure that you that you're not you know falling into sin, that you're not uh, you know jeopardizing those rewards that are going to last eternity. And Bob, you mentioned some of that on your videos this last week about hey, you know what you got? And there were a couple people who were like, wait a minute, Bob, you're talking about works for salvation, and it's like, no, I had to go in the chat room. A few people, other people did too, and immediately said, look, Bob's not talking about works to earn your salvation. He's talking about the works that you're doing right now are going to provide you rewards in heaven for eternity. And eternity is a long time. So, yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got a lot to look forward to when you're storing up those good works and you're going to get all kinds of good rewards. And, and part of those, those, those things are going out and spreading the gospel. And yeah. I mean, th- and this is the gospel, right? This is first, uh, is this first Corinthians, Corinthians. Mm-hmm. 15, through four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- this is the gospel. So this is why we are saved. This is what we believe. And this is um, and this is what basically provides you with eternal life. And it's not anything that you can do other than having faith because it is a free gift from God. And by 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 grace, you are saved through faith, not by works, lest anyone should boast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- those are. The, the, this is the golden rules. These, these are the rules. You don't have to follow the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments, in order to go to heaven. As a matter of fact, if you try that, you will fail. You will not go to heaven based on following the Ten Commandments because you will fail. And Jesus mm-hmm. said that you'll fail. And the guy's like, well, I did do it all. And he's like, all right, fine. Well, if you're going to go that far, then go ahead and just give everything that you've got to the poor. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And he's like, well, guess you're not in. So, I mean, it's just impossible. It's impossible to get there on your own. The only way you can do it is by grace. And, and that's because of what God did, sent his son, died for us, rose again on the third day to give us eternal life. You believe in him, you'll have everlasting life. If you do not, you'll have everlasting punishment and death. And there, that's a binary. That, like, there's no middle ground there. And I, and I think that's what we're seeing, like, even through 
watching politics or watching news or watching this, it's like the middle ground is becoming less and less. It's shrinking. Mm-hmm. Like th- there, like there's like this faction here and there's this faction here and the people in the middle are, are, are picking sides. And let's be honest, that makes sense, Bob, because there's this transition that's going on right now. And what's going to happen during the, tri- the tribulation is that you're going to be forced to pick a side and that mm-hmm. you won't, there will be absolutely nobody left in the middle. That's what I said in the book of Revelation, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond. Okay, There's nothing in there that's small, uh, medium, great, rich, medium income, poor. You know, you know you don't, there's no in between. You got to you got to switch. You got to pick sides. And they, if you don't pick sides, they'll pick it for you. OK, and more likely they're going to put you on the losing end. OK, that's the whole plan. <laughs> well, there's gonna be gonna be, there are going to be people who are going to be calling out for it, saying, mm-hmm. yes, put me under this bondage, please. Lock me lock me down. Mm-hmm. Make me take a mark so that I can worship you and, and, and so that I can have food and, and water. Really but sad. there will also be a countless multitude that say, uh-uh-uh, never. I am never going to worship you. I'm not going to do it. Well, you're going to lose. <laughs> I'm gonna, never. I'm gonna, you're gonna, well, you're going to lose your head over it. Mm-hmm. Well, fine. Okay, that's great because you know what? The, the 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 punishment of taking the mark and being thrown in the lake of fire and being one of the what do you call them? Lake of fire folks? Is that what you call them, Bob? The the lofts. Yeah, the lofts yeah. of the loops. <laughs> I mean, th- th- that is a far worse punishment than than being beheaded for your faith. I mean, let's be honest, because it because Greg, even right now, it says the, the Bible says that like. Even those the, the things that we go through now are just so small in comparison to the glory that's mm. to come. You know, Amen. We have to and keep. We just got to keep on focusing on that, Greg, and and keep thinking, like, yep. What do we do in the meantime? We've, right. We we look we look forward to to eternity, and and we and we react to that by doing things here on earth that's going to yeah. give us a better eternity, and also take as many people as we can and pull them out of the fire, as the Bible says, right? You want to pull yeah. them out. You want you, you, you don't want them to go there, and God doesn't want them to go there either. And so he's equipped you with the word, and he's Amen. equipped you with the full armor so that you're able to go out and make disciples and make and witness to people. And that's the key is that you have to, but you still have to show yourself to be worthy and approved in order to do that. So you can't be like backsliding and doing bad stuff all the time because that you could cause your, yourself to be a stumbling block. And then your witness and your testimony and stuff like that get watered down. And then you're less effective in, in spreading the gospel. So that's another reason why you want to keep, keep going and keep living, you know, righteously. I mean, so this is, we are at the edge. We're at the knife's edge right here and there's not much time left. And certainly after all the things that we've said about what's probably going to happen after the rapture, you don't want those people to go through that. You want as many people not to have to go through that as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be horrific here. You know, if you get rid of anything from uh, mm-hmm. you get rid of energy, you get rid of food, you get rid of water, those three things. OK, if you get rid of any of those three or take away one country's done. And we're seeing all the food, water, and energy being removed from this country right now, all at the same time. Okay. 
We there, there, there's no with, with what's going on with that. There's no hope in sight. I don't know why people think that uh, you know, and I and, and I like what um, uh, Dustin said earlier. You know, is like these people are saying that they they we they think we're in the seals. I get it. It looks like it, but you know what though? People don't realize the seals when they're opened, they're open within a seven year time frame, and they deliver judgment within a seven year time frame. Okay, you got a quarter of the Earth that gets destroyed. A quarter of the Earth's population dies. When was the last time we had two hundred? Uh, was it, what the two point five billion people die within a seven year time frame? And on top of all that, you got like time frames in the Bible from a, a twelve hundred sixty day, a twelve hundred ninety day, a thirteen hundred thirty five day, a ten day. Okay, you got the three and a half years. You got these time frames. So if people say, "Well, we've been we've been in the first seal for the last three years," I'm like, "No," <laughs> because the Bible it strictly lays it out in Revelation and Daniel how long these different time frames are. It says it looks twelve hundred sixty days. What was the okay. one the one woman a rapture puzzle lady? I think she said, "With you, we've been in the tribulation since 2009." Oh, rapture puzzle. Oh, yeah, man. Been, right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So you're aware? She's you're a puzzle. Aware Craig's like you just. I'm done. <laughs> the rapture puzzle, right? I mean, she's been like uh, President Obama went into the went into the uh, the where the where the manger was right and so that's the the abomination that causes desolation so that's three and a half years into the tribulation so the tribulation actually didn't start in 2009 in her mind started i think in 2005 and so but she's still going and saying that yeah there's been delay after delay after delay well hold on a second bob's like there's actual days and times here that that things happen so if if your first prediction is wrong greg do you just keep going with it? I mean, she's been going with it for 13 years now. So, I mean, it's like, where, yeah, where well, there's, do you ultimately realize, you know what? We're not in the tribulation yet. I do believe there's a spirit behind that, too. There's a spirit yeah. behind that. Yeah. And it's not the Holy Spirit. It, I, I would tend to agree with you because, Bob, there are <laughs> dates laid out in the Bible and specific timelines for things. And if you get your timeline wrong and you keep going with it, then aren't you just like non-biblical anymore? Now you're just making up your own doctrine, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So that, that just goes to show you. I mean, that, that just takes that whole argument right out, right away. I mean, there's so many. When, the, when you start opening those seals, man, it is like, it's just like I watched in that video from the National Geographic. That was perfect. You watch that, watch that video, you can see all the seals opening there. I mean, it is bad. It's bad globally. I mean, it is, you know, right now I, I got electricity in my home. I got air conditioning. I got a refrigerator full of food. I may, I have an income. I have electricity here. I can talk to you guys. There's nobody, you know, trying to beat down our door and get in here. That ain't happening anywhere, you know, right now around me, or at least where I'm at. No, thank God, you know. Right. But uh, none of that stuff is happening right now. It's because you're restraining okay. them, Bob. Yeah, the hand of restraint is here. <laughs> restraint. You know, that hand of restrainer, it's not like sitting there. No, this is like. <laughs> you know, maybe you guys ever watch that movie? Um, was it Spider Man? But he saves his girlfriend. He's holding that huge yeah. thing. He's like, this is really heavy. Yeah, this is yeah. great. You got to move out of the way, man. This is heavy. That's where the hand of restraint's at right now. And you let that thing go, it's bam. It is bad. It gets it gets infinitely bad. 
famine infinitely bad. You know what? A nuclear war, a what you talk about there, Kevin, EMP, that would cause a worldwide famine, which can also be caused by a solar flare. Okay, a solar flare, boy, that's everybody's off. <laughs> we hit got hit by a solar flare. The scientists say that we're due for one right now. We are due for a worldwide solar flare. I guess they said that for the numbers I saw, it's like every 120 years, something like that. We've gone much longer. We've had small ones hit, but not mm-hmm. a global one like the Carrington in 1859. You know, so yeah. if that was oh, to happen. Yeah. Well, that man. was, yeah, that's, um, that was over mainly in Siberia, right? I mean, the, Carring- the Carrington event. Yeah. And it just like fell trees and everything. Right. I mean, for like, like hundreds of square miles. I mean, brutal. Could you imagine that happening along the eastern seaboard? Mm-hmm. Top oh, what, of all what, that, what could survive? On top of all that, I heard that these lithium batteries will be greatly affected by a solar flare. So, how many lithium batteries do you have around your house? Like right. the solar, like these, uh, like the uh, the aren't the solar solar panels lithium? Yeah. So those Definitely. are basically you got bombs on top of your house right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! We'll pay for you guys to get those, get those solar panels. No problem. We'll pay for it. That, that does not sound good. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to wonder you know, when someone tells you that something's free. <laughs> you got to wonder what's the catch, right? I mean, so hey, we'll go ahead and install these these ex- really expensive solar panels that are made in China, of course. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give those to you for free. So that your electricity bill costs less. Oh, that sounds really good. Until you look into it like you just did and say, well, it could become a bomb. (laughs) And you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm saving $40, No, you're saving $200 a month. Oh, well, $200. Okay, well, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's $200. That lines up our dreams and visions. You know, people said those are, always say there's explosions happening everywhere. And I'm thinking myself, are these like underground bombs taking place right before the rapture or on the rapture? I mean, I've seen them in my dreams. I mean, everything's just, houses are blowing up. I'm like, what's going on here? And maybe it could be. Maybe it could just be that. And you know what's funny is that the uh, once again that that video I watched of that solar flare. I watched another one, National Geographic. They said a solar flare hits anything like that. You have in the house going to start fires everywhere. So it's like any lithium, any type of batteries like that, fire, instant fire. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the fires that go on in California sometime, where you watch the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all these sh- trees and shrubs, and everything's fine. And like, and just, just, but just the one spot is like just turned to ash. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there, there are people that have some conspiracy theories about that. Like, oh, that's targeted space weapons, lasers. You know, like, like it's so hot in this one area, but it's like everything around it's oh, pretty much okay. But like, the car is just incinerated. And so you got to wonder, like, what is that? I mean, is that is that what, what's going on there? But I think the point you're making is like, what if that happened naturally? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, mm-hmm. that would be the devastation that you'd see after that kind of an event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about control, too. I had a brother in the Lord send me this article today from the Gateway Pundit, and it said that Biden may declare a national climate emergency this week. Uh, by issuing an executive order. Does anybody here know what 
a national climate emergency would entail. Oh, yeah. I know. I heard about that. I heard they're on the cusp of declaring a national climate emergency. You know what it means? They're going to shut down the grid. Yeah. They shut Mm. down. They start doing rolling blackouts. Right. You got to conserve power. Roll. Start doing rolling blackouts. Right. Shut down. Shut down for a few weeks. Bring it back up. Now you're only allowed to use so much power. Don't worry. We got the smart meters on your house mm-hmm. to uh, regulate it. Hey, climate emergency, climate emergency. We can control everything now. Don't break the rules. We'll shut the power off to your house. Okay, we're yeah. in control now. We control. Uh, yeah, I, I heard about that. Heard. Uh, I think uh, Obama came up with that. And mm-hmm. then Obama wrote it up. And he never used it. That was like, what, 2008? 2000, not 2000, 2009? So right away. He did all the executive orders. Of course, yeah. you know they weren't his. They're probably somebody else, but he just kind of like what Biden did. He didn't, yeah. he didn't know. As far as I'm concerned, they're all legal yeah. anyway, because you know yeah. that oh, you saw his birth certificate, right? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. But I mean, yeah. the, <laughs> we, we saw it, didn't we? Didn't you see it, Dustin? I think you saw it. Um, uh, but yes. the, listen, the point is that they're on the cusp of doing this, Bob. They're like, they're really talking about. Doing this, and I and I gotta wonder, with that, with this, uh, with all these these crazy protests that they're doing, with this um, packing the court bill that they just put forward today, um, that is to to allow for Joe Biden to nominate and for the Senate to confirm four more justices. Well, isn't it a coincidence that Roe v. Wade was was struck down? on a vote of six to three. Mm-hmm. Where would the other four go? Oh, interesting, yeah. huh? I think that would make it seven, six, wouldn't that? I mean, they want to make it an un- unlucky 13. The court hasn't been expanded in like 150 some odd years. I mean, or, or, or changed in 150 some odd years. I mean, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was president for like, what, 26 terms? No, I'm just kidding. He was he was in office for like 14 years, I think, or four, four terms. Um, and then they passed, of course, the uh, amendment to the Constitution saying you can't do that anymore. But um, but he was there and he tried to pack the court. He tried and he actually had like total control over everything, just like the Democrats do now. And he couldn't get it done. So, I mean, what what are they going to do in order to get that through? And I'm just thinking, Bob, do they just think that they have a short time left? And they're just like pushing all this stuff right now, climate emergency, all this stuff. What's what would a climate emergency do to the election, Bob? Climate emergency, you won't be able to vote. No power, can't vote. Sorry, election has to be held off till next spring. No power. Sorry. Seems like the WHO. Yeah, it seems like the WHO is just licking their chops to declare an emergency as well, even though. We know that whole uh, scare in May to take over American sovereignty, but the, the articles I'm reading lately say they really they're really itching to, to declare that yeah. state of emergency for the monkeypox or whatever variant that they have out there now. Like they really want to declare an emergency, so that makes you wonder too. Bob fits in with what you're saying. Is it in relation to bringing America down? Are they focusing on America, or do they just want they want it all right now? You know. Well, America has to fall. And I talked about that in my video this past week. And I explained how America, I did that fire thing over America. It's the third part of the Earth's crust. So that that all has to go down before the three and a half years is over. Everybody has to be annihilated from this country and from the Western nations 
to fill a bunch of that space under that altar talked about in Revelation chapter 6, 9. Right. So how is that going to happen? Well, I just you know, talked about in the video. There's going to be nuclear war, invasion, and then they're going to occupy Russia, China, Iran, mainly China, wants to occupy America. This is why you've seen, you guys seen all these rumors now. They're buying up, what, Burger King I heard about, all kinds of weird stuff. They're buying up all these companies now because they want, mm-hmm. eventually want to occupy. They want to make this new China. So they have to get rid of everybody. I even heard them even um, heard the rumor about a neutron bomb where it kills just flesh, but it maintains oh. the buildings. Okay. So mm. go with into the buildings. Anything that's flesh would die. You know, I mean, be it as it may, they are going to do something that's where God's going to say, okay, when this number's complete, I'm going to pour my wrath out. And when he pours out his wrath, where does that wrath fall? On the third part of the earth, doesn't mm. it? The first four trumpets is pounding, pounding, pounding that third part of the earth, pounding it and pounding it. Okay. <laughs> and he makes one. Why is God? You know, I always thought about why only the third, God? Do you remember the going on over here, Bob? I still have a Ezekiel 30 war. I have to return to something that's somewhat fallible as a, you know, has at least some trees are left. So the east, I'm going to leave alone, but I'll deal with the west, though. You're killing me. I mean, that reminded me of the Democratic debate when Joe Biden says that we need to we need to te- we need to hit uh, domestic violence. We need to, to hit it hard. Come on, man. <laughs> what? It's yeah. like, oh my gosh! I remember because you just did that, just like he did. We got hit hard, and he realized what he did. And he's like, oh. yeah, but you got to realize this nation. In order for that to happen, God's just not going to just. I'm going to burn the west. No, I think there. I think there's so much. There's so much wickedness that has to go down here after the hand of restraint is removed for God to justify doing what He's about to do. Okay, yeah. and when they do that nuclear war, boy, there's going to be a lot of angry souls, like the Bible says, calling for those people to have their blood avenged. A lot of angry people, really quick, show up. And remember, the Bible said that number, you can't even count that number. Later right. on, seven, seven, nine, you see them right. with that with the rest of us, you can't, you can't even count the number. So it's going to be a lot of people really quick. And I told you, I gave you those, I gave you those numbers of days that happened during the seven year tribulation period. So there's a lot of people have to die at a very quick speed and show up under that altar. And like I said, for God to, you know, pour out the type of wrath he's going to pour out. And the and when he opens up the seventh seal, okay, it's going to make uh, twelve angry men look like uh, twelve friendly dudes. Uh, I, th- right. I think there's going to be a lot of angry people. But here's the other thing too to, to remember is that before the wrath is poured out, Satan's cast down to the earth, mm-hmm. and he knows that he has a little time, and so he's his furious. Time is short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his time is short. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, think about like what people are doing now. Under the influence, of course, of satanic influence, really, let's be honest, they are. Um, but And they, they think they have a little time, what they can accomplish. But think of it like when Satan himself casts down to earth and he knows he has a little time. What kind of chaos is going to ensue from that? I mean, the, no. I mean, listen, God is going to put not only the people on, uh, in, in this earth that have not accepted him under wrath, He's also going to put Satan under his wrath as well, isn't he? 
Satan's going to be here. It says, woe to those who are on the earth for, for the devil has come down to you. And he knows he has but a short time, right? I mean, so th- those woes that occurred during that period of time, Bob, sound like cataclysmic destruction of the earth to me. You're talking about all the grass is burned up and, and all, you know, a third of the part of the sea is destroyed. I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrendous. So, I mean, this is just a precursor. And yet people are getting very upset right now about the direction of this country, especially in the United States. I mean, there's like what 87% was the latest poll that says that we're on the wrong track. I want to know who those, well, there's always two, two or 3% that just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything. Okay, fine. Those are the two to three percent. They're they're never going to educate them apparently. But then you always have, you have this like ten or eleven percent. Who are these people? You Who always have like ten or eleven percent that are like things are great. And it's just like well, they're bots. They're bots. They're bots. Really? They're like ten ten percent of all people are bots. Say it again, Justin. Yes. <laughs> it's the, it's yeah. the AI experiment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, with are everything you, that's going on, are you guys, are any of you worried about the, any of this? Well, I'm and worried not? at this point that, if, that, if that, that, that Dustin's a bot. <laughs> are you one of the 10% Dustin? You seem to know a lot about it. <laughs> he did say he bought three times in a row. I don't know. He's a bot. Yeah, he did say bot, bot, bot. There he is. Dustin bot. You put, should put his name tag down there, Dustin bot. I mean... No, I don't think Justin's a bot. I, I think Justin is a, is not a bot. But am I worried about any of these things? No, no, but no, Greg. I'm not worried about any of this stuff at all. Because let, let's just say that this stuff starts to happen while we're here, and I get caught in the middle of it, and I die. Well, I believe what the Bible says, which is to die is to gain. So I'm okay with that because you know what that does? I'm one of the first to rise <laughs> because I am the dead in Christ. So I rise first. So I like being first. First is cool. I mean, it's fine. But I mean, if, 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 if no, and if it's like, no, you're not going to be one of the dead in Christ. You're going to be alive and remain. You're going to be caught together with, with, the, with the dead in Christ in the air. Okay. I'm good with that too. Greg, I'm good with it either way. Uh, uh, am I afraid of all these things? No. If I had absolutely no hope or didn't know what was on the other side of death, I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. I would be terrified because I'd be like, all I know is this existence. All I know is what I have here and my possessions and my family and this and that. But, I mean, for for me... That's exactly it for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. So while I'm living, it's it's about what we talked about before, being a good witness, spreading the gospel, coming on to here, having good fellowship, talking about these things. And then to die, well, what are you going to get out of that? You get eternal life mm-hmm. out of death. So those mm-hmm. who have no hope, Greg, they don't have eternal life on the other side. Okay? Mm-hmm. They don't. Some some people will say, "I don't know what I have on the other side." Some people say, "I'm going to go into the ether." That mm-hmm. would be the luckiest thing for them to have happen to them to actually like just go into the blackness of nothingness, because. But that's not what Jesus said. That's going to happen. Jesus said there is a hell, and so 
that that's the thing is like people don't want to don't want to consider that they don't want to think that if I'm a good enough person Bob I'm going to get to heaven I'm going to earn my way to heaven by being good and what is mm-hmm. good anyway I mean that that is a subjective thing to God good is like okay you never sinned right <laughs> well, what is good somebody yeah. who did that I can only name one person his name is Jesus yeah mm-hmm. and that type of righteousness the Bible says has to be imputed into you. It has yeah. to be given to you. It has to be given to you as a gift. You have to be reborn in the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. You're, you're, you're not going to, up to heaven unless you have that Holy Spirit dynamic. You don't, right. You're don't. you not going nowhere. I don't care how many pandas you save, how many soup kitchens you worked in. I don't care. you got to go off of God's that. judgment, right? It's not mm-hmm. like what a person thinks you've done good or bad or whatever. This is God himself. This yeah. is pure holy. This is 100% holiness. And, and he's going to look at you and he's going to say, okay, are you on your own? <laughs> you don't want to be on your own. You need an advocate. <laughs> right. You know, there's only I, one advocate that's going to be able to stand in for you. And that's right. that's Jesus himself. Absolutely. Amen. And I like what you said there earlier about, uh, you know, the, you were talking about that verse, to die is gain, you yeah. know. Don't forget about Psalm 116, 15, precious in the eyes of God or death of his saints. Okay. Right. That's okay. precious in God's eyes. All right. Now, we probably won't see it. Okay. Because it's going to be the rapture resurrection here pretty soon. Maybe we will. I don't know. You know, but always remember, they should never fear death. Death, death, is our, death is our graduation. It's the beginning of our new life. Okay. The hardest thing about death there is to leave, leave people behind. If it's not the rapture resurrection, that's the hardest thing. The hardest thing to deal with is death, is leaving loved ones behind, because you worry about them. You you want to take care of them. You know, I have a family here. You know, so, but you know, that's why you know, praise the Lord, all this stuff is happening because we may we may never see it, because the eleventh cycle starts in September, and let's face it. All the stuff they have going on right now, all this narrative about blowing each other up with nukes, all uh, the warnings in New York City, the signs you're seeing on in, in other cities in L.A. and uh, New Jersey, Chicago. These things are these things are starting to happen now, folks. Do you think that we have another seven years before everything blows up? Do you think we have another thirty years? How can we how can we undo all this? Those Poseidon drones, you know, the ones that are buried deep. Within the earth, within the ocean, where they can't find them, the ones that cause those hundred foot waves that hit the coastlines, the ones that are in the Book of Revelation during the tribulation, they just uh, those just came online. Okay, they 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 just authorized those to come online now. They've been down there and kind of just like you know not authorized to do anything, but now they're online now. Okay, so and of course, Rapture Resurrection. Don't forget. Uh, we've seen dreams and visions here. I seen one guy have a dream. He saw two tsunamis coming from two different directions, and right before that, right before they both hit him, he gets raptured. So I think there'll be people dealing with nukes, and there're going to be folks dealing with tsunamis that are coming that we're going to be raptured out of here. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll detonate those tsunami ones first and get things moving because they could cause a whole bunch of damage right away. You could trigger those; they're in position. Boom. That water's moving. I don't know if you guys follow Perry Stone. He's posting a lot of videos talking a lot about these visions and dreams about tsunamis now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I followed him a little bit in the past, but uh, I haven't been yeah. 
recently. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I had a dream about a tsunami just recently too. Oh yeah. Now, uh, yeah, it was pretty scary, but uh, yeah, I, I started thinking right back to Uptime. I started thinking back to your channel and you mentioning this, Bob, because you brought this up numerous times before in the past. And I said, wow, yeah, this is, this is very real. This is what's coming. Um, do I believe we're going to be here for it? the body of Christ? No, I don't. Um, and I don't think that we have that much time left, to be honest with you. As you stated, Bob, I don't see us going much further, much, you know, as being the body of Christ here. Right. All I know is that we're going we're gonna to keep on running this race. We are yep. going to run this race to the finish and we're going to finish strong and we're finishing strong because we are not buckling mm -hmm. under their pressure. We are not backing down. I know Bob's not backing down. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that, that Dustin's not backing down. And I know Greg, you run this thing every single week. You're not backing down. I'm on here talking like a maniac. Uh, well, I'm not backing down. So, I mean, we are, we are not going anywhere. We are going to keep on going. And we are going to push back on them and we're going to call out their hypocrisy and we are going to continue to preach the gospel and we're going to continue to, to spread the word and we are going to keep on running this race till whenever that day happens, when the rapture happens, it's going to be on the day of the rapture. I can guarantee you that. And when that day happens, we are going to be ready because we, we are ready. We're ready today. We're going to be ready tomorrow. And I don't care if it takes six months, a year, or six years. <laughs> Although it's hard to imagine it would take six years. I really don't see that. But if it did, Bob, you and I and Greg and Dustin would still be on this channel every Tuesday saying this. And not only that, we'd say, look how much has happened over the last six years. This place is madness. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> the conversations if we're still here in six years, what we're going to be having? I mean, that... That is the road to 2028. That's Bob's sequel. Yeah. So the sequel, I mean, there we go. If, he's, if Bob sticks around long enough and the restrainer stays, Bob's going to write a sequel. And I, I think the road to 2028 is a good place to start. And if we go past that, Bob, you can write the road to 2031 or 2032. But the point is, is that I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does, Bob, we are, we are not going to lose faith. None of us here are going to shrink back. We are gonna we are gonna run this race and finish it out strong. Amen. You know, Amen. it's so funny. It's so funny you bring that up, Kevin. Um, two scriptures the Lord has tested me on this week. Uh, Revelation chapter three verse eleven. See to it that no one steals your crown, right? And we know that crown is the crown of righteousness to those who are loved His appearing, as the Apostle Paul says. And we love His appearing, so there's a crown waiting for us because we love His appearing. So it says that. There, no one let no one steal your crown. So there's a possibility that someone could steal your joy. Someone could steal your your you know your joy in the blessed hope. It also says in Second Peter chapter three, knowing this first that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, saying, "Where is the promise of his coming?" I had a uh, a personal experience with that this week. I have. Some very good subscribers that email me and, and alert me to things. And uh, twice I got uh, put on this guy's channel. I'm not going to name his name, uh, but I got put on his channel. Uh, I was even on the title of one of his videos this week, and he's a classic scoffer and mocker. <laughs> and 
He basically called the whole watch community watch liars. Nice. And then if you watch his video, he it's his 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 language pretty much betrays him. He says you're a bunch of lying sacks, just what? a bunch of lying sacks with your rapture idols and your you you worship Israel and you worship the idol, uh, worship the rapture. And you know there's this there's this idea out there um, for those who don't know uh, or who love the blessed hope or love Christ's appearing that. You know, we're leading people astray. We're fear mongers, right? And that they couldn't have it more backwards, right? And so God mm. really tested me on that because I want to be honest, that was the first time I've ever been attacked in that way publicly from somebody yes. I did not know. I said, I must be really rising to the top now that I'm actually making someone's YouTube channel. And if you look at his other videos, other people that preach on the rapture are attacked as well. Uh, but, you know, I was tested on it. I was tested on it. The enemy was right there. And he's like, are you, you know, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. He said, hath God really said? Hath, is there really a pre-tribulation rapture? Isn't that just pie in the sky? Are, do you still want to devote your, your channel to this pre-tribulation? Or, or are you just going to fall? You know, I mean, the devil was right there whispering in my ear. And I remember thinking the Holy Spirit was right there saying, don't let anybody steal your crown. Don't let this man steal your crown. Don't stop. Don't just keep going. So we're going to be tested, brothers. We're going to be tested. We have to run this race. And if you haven't been tested, you will be tested because I've, there is an attack. There is an absolute attack on the pre-trib rapture. I got a guy that's on a friend that's on Facebook. He's sending me stuff daily from what he sees on Facebook. And at some time you just got to say, dude, stop paying attention to it. It's garbage. Yeah, you do. You have to weed yourself. You have to weed your way through and know who who's got the right word and who doesn't. I remember back in 2017, there was a guy who did a video and he called out all the people talking about Revelation 12 sign. And 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 I was in the description and I'm like, yes, I made the list. That's good. Um, you know, <laughs> that means that I'm on the right track. Um, and I'll tell you this is like there are people out there that will be like, just come into Bob's chat or whatever and just like insert, there is no pre-tribulation rapture. Don't you know? It was made up by Darby in the 1820 blah, 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 all this junk. You know, and it's just like, dude, uh, you know, what's going on here? Like these people come in and they just try to say, uh, you know, say these things. And and, and you know what? Fine. But you're not going to sway somebody who actually knows the word. So it's, it's, it's like, it's, you're not getting anywhere. And here's the other point. If, if you're saying that you're going to go through these things, fine. You know, be my guest, I suppose. I mean, but be careful because I've said this before. God has given people what they want before mm-hmm. when it's not good for them. Okay? God's done that. There are examples in the Bible where he did that. I want I want pigeon. All right. Here you go. Ugh, it's terrible. Yeah, of course it is. Quit complaining. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it's like this, this rapture. It can't be a rapture. We must go through it. We have to, we have to be punished. It's like, maybe <laughs> you do, but I don't need to be punished. So, you know, I, Jesus was the one who took all of my sin away. He, he, he removed it so that it's far from the East is from the West. So what do I need to get punished about, Bob? Because I believe in, in Jesus Christ, I need to be punished by God himself. Come on. What kind of a God is that? I, why would you even be, want to believe in that kind of a God? Right. 
Bible says that the, the, the body of Christ, the mystery of the body of Christ has been hidden. God since the foundation of the world. And it's just <laughs> been revealed to men through the apostle Paul. Okay, so it's been a mystery hidden God. So nobody really prophesied about the body of Christ and nobody could prophesy about the rapture because it's been hidden for a reason. You know why? Because I totally believe when Satan saw that Jesus was the son of God and he'll die and save Israel. Yeah, go ahead and save Israel. Whatever, man. I'm still here. You know, oh, by the way, I'm going to save Israel. Plus, I'm going to create the body of Christ, which is going to replace you guys. And you're going to get cast out of heaven and they're going to take your place. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can, that really, can he do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now here we are, two thousand years later. He's persecuting us. Can't stand us. Okay. Exactly. So it's called life. It's, tell me, uh, when the so when the age of grace comes to an end, everybody that's saved under this covenant that creates the body of Christ, a heaven dwelling community that can go to and from the earth. Okay, just like the angels do. Okay, when this age comes to an end, how does God get us all up there? Even the ones that are living that are saved under this covenant, how does He get them up there, Kevin? The rapture resurrection. That's how he he's never created a replacement for the fallen angels before until the age of grace. Okay. It's always been about saving people on the earth so they could dwell on the earth forever. That's the Jews. But us, we get to go to heaven. We get to come, we get both heaven and earth together. Who's gonna who's gonna receive a crown, Bob, for looking for looking toward you know for, for Jesus' return if you know, there there are going to be some people, obviously, that receive that crown, that are the remnant. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, like if we're not raptured, then then what? That we all die, and then uh, what? We don't receive the crown because we we were we, we we wanted to get we wanted to escape before. Is that how that works? I mean, I just it, you get into way too many issues, way too many logical issues, even. They don't understand. The, they don't, do they? Yeah, they don't understand the time of Jacob's trouble. This is right. about Israel and the judgment mm-hmm. upon right. them. Yeah. They, Daniel, the body of Christ. they forgot Daniel. about Romans 5, 9, which says much more, more than then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Right. Or 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ and First Thessalonians 1.10 and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus which deliver us from the wrath from the wrath wrath to come yeah. yep. Amen. so there's just three verses right there we're just Do not we, appointed we to wrath are we I mean it's the bottom line we're not appointed to his wrath and the, and the, the seven year tribulation is, is God's wrath and he is going to pour it out full measure at the end and it is going to get ugly. But, I mean, we have to be there for the seals. What are all the people that are there, Bob, that are watching these seals being bro- being opened? Who are those people? I mean, come on. Right. Who come are on, man. Are I mean, this is, it's, it's pretty logical who they are. In addition to that, Bob, you and I are not crying out for vengeance, are we? No, we're not crying out for our blood to be avenged. I mean, but there yeah. are going to be people who do that, aren't they? And they're going to be mm-hmm. under the altar. Well, who are the ones that are not under the altar and around, though? I mean, who are those people? I mean, they're clearly us. It, they, they see a big, John sees a big multitude of people. And, the, and they're all under the altar. And he's like, look at all these people. He's like, where do they come from? And he's like, well, you know. And he's like, well, they came out of the Great Tribulation. They were basically beheaded. Okay? They died. They came, mm-hmm. And now they're under the altar. And they're, and they're screaming out for... For vengeance, 
because, of course, they were treated completely unfairly. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they had to give up their lives for their faith. That, right. that's, that's as unfair as you possibly can get. But that's but see, the world does that now in certain locations and has actually for the last 2000 years. Well, even more so on in other faiths. But that's going to become the rule, Bob. That's the difference. Right. It's like that's going to be the, the world order saying this way or you die or you die. Well, I know that uh, Dustin is getting Dustin. You're figuring it out now. I've been dealing with these guys who hate the pre-tribulation rapture for years. Okay, so I've debated these guys <laughs> online for a long time. But I tell you what, though, it wasn't until I started rightly dividing the word that we we're commanded to do Second Timothy two fifteen. When we start rightly dividing it, then it all just it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole thing just came together. I totally yep. see. The pre-tribulation rapture. Now, before I did that, I could see how I mixed everything up, but yet I still hold on to that hope of the pre-tribulation rapture. But I can see where mm-hmm. at sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it is a mid-trib, maybe it is a post-trib. But once I start rightly dividing the word, I'm like, there's beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's the pre-tribulation. Mm-hmm. It's all it's 100. I bet my life on it. But mm-hmm. you have to rightly divide the word. The guy that's coming after you, people come after you, they don't rightly divide it. Right. Okay, you, start, right. You, know what, you know what's interesting, Dustin? And piggyback off this if you can, but and you probably can. It's like once you actually get that and it clicks, you start seeing the pre-tribulation rapture alluded to all over the Bible. Yes. And even outside yeah. of the Bible. Like, for example, in a non-canon book called the... Um, uh, what is it, the Book of Solomon? Mm. Go, go, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in, and for our audience, but go read that. Go read the Book of Solomon, and 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 tell me what you think it's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it. You see it everywhere. You see it like when it says, uh, "Yeah, I'm going to hide you away in a secret pavilion." And you're like, "Wait a minute, what's that?" You know, and right. just those right. those verses come out right, and you're just like. This is alluded to all over the place in terms of the stories and the history and things like that. And you look at it and you're like, well, that's a that's a, a pattern. That that is a template of the rapture there. It just keeps you keep on seeing it. And then not only that, if you understand the character of God, you will understand when he says, pray that you're worthy to escape all these things. He doesn't say some of these things, a partial trip maybe in the middle of these things. He says all. Right. You know, and even the body of Christ, like I mentioned before, it's not, it's a, it was a mystery hidden God since foundation of the world, which wasn't revealed until after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection to our apostle Paul later on. Okay. But thing is, just like you said there, Kevin, the, the rapture concept can be seen throughout the whole Bible. The pre-tribulation rapture concept can be seen. Now, the body of Christ wasn't seen. It wasn't prophesied by anybody. But we can see how God will deal with the body of Christ. Okay? And back then, there were raptures back then, but people didn't use that word. But God dealt with the righteous, removing them from major wrath events every single time. So why would he treat the body of Christ any differently. So we can right. see how he treated everybody else. Evidently, he's going to treat us the same. Yeah, so we, we're lucky. Point. We have all yeah. that knowledge because we, right. we have all, all these things written down that we're able to, to, to see. 
And then Bob, and then Bob Paul reveals the the mystery, right? And then it illuminates all these other areas in the Bible, and you're like, well, that's what was going on. And then ultimately, God reveals it to Paul. You know, th- you know, in some instances, thousands of years later. So, and then now we're thousands of years after that. So we we have all of that to be able to look at and put the pieces together. And, but I'm telling you, Bob, there still are some people out there that are like, I want to go through the tribulation. I want to bring as many people as I can to Christ during the tribulation. And I just, I just wonder, it's like, well, don't you have faith that God is going to send two witnesses? He's going to seal 144,000. He's going to send his angel into the sky and, and, prophesy and preach the gospel, the everlasting gospel to every single person in the world in their native language. Is that not enough? That And so God really needs you, believer, to skip the rapture and to go there because that's going to be all the difference in the world. You know, I mean, it, it seems to me that there's a little bit of pride involved there. When Just going to say that. I was just going to say that it's it's when is there's a threat there's this pride where the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man right mm-hmm. um, it's 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 this idea of like the rapture is just a fanciful concept it just it, it's too good to be true so I can't grasp it in my fleshly mind but it you know that's not how the rapture is revealed it's revealed through the Spirit for the Spirit searches all things we have the mind of Christ. And even the Bible says in Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end, and many shall run to and fro. Knowledge shall increase. And then verse 9, he says, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And I believe, you know, he, he desires to reveal these things to people that are humble, that really want to seek to understand the times, like the Bereans, to search the scriptures, whether these things were so. Um, you guys were talking about the fact that this uh, the rapture was the mystery that Paul revealed. And now all of a sudden, now that that mystery is revealed, we can go back in the Old Testament and we can see types. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen Isaiah 26, uh, 20? Come, my people, into your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. Right? That's the tribulation. It's got to be the tribulation. The earth will disclose their blood. I mean, that's got to be the tribulation. What else could that be? Nothing else. And what does 1 Corinthians 15, 51 start with? Behold, I show you a mystery. Mystery. Yep. <laughs> that mystery. Yep. For we shall all, <clears throat> I can read it right now, but it's, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. In a moment, twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And I'm going to go back to 1 Thessalonians 4.18 every time, Greg, because when it talks about the rapture, it finishes up with very famous words in my mind. It's the, therefore comfort each other with comfort. these words. Comfort. Amen. If you're talking about you've got to go through this, Bob, and you better be lucky, you've got to get lucky, you're going to to survive. 
Where is any comfort in that? There, there's just not. I mean, wherefore comfort each other with these words? And and Greg, you can pull up the the 16 and 7, 15 through 17 beforehand, if you can, so people can see what he's talking about. But these words that he's talking about are the dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we who are alive and remain are going to be caught together with them in, in the air. So, I mean, the 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 Lord Himself descends. He's got a voice of the archangel. He's got the trump of God. The dead in Christ rise first. And then the words right there shall be caught up together. That, that is, that's the Greek word, uh, harpazo. Okay. And so that's the root of that word, harpazo. And harpazo is a sudden snatching away by force. Mm-hmm. It is not a private event. It is very public. And Bob, you've mentioned that. And that, that word harpazo is a public event event word it is not a private rapture it is not a secret rapture there's no right. such thing as a secret rapture because the word harpazo does not mean secret it means that it's taken away suddenly by force and, mm-hmm. and when it says that it's gonna you're basically gonna go up to the into the clouds the greek words there i don't exactly know off the top of my head but they're basically going to go up into the in, to meet the lord in the air well if we're here on the ground and we're going to go up in the air, then that's how they translate into English, harpazo, caught up. See, because it's upward. It's an upward It's an upward movement. <laughs> you're going to be going up time. It's a, the, 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 so you're taken off of the ground and Amen. immediately taken. And you're taken by force. And the word harpazo is used, I think, 13 times in the, in the New Testament. And every single time, the person who's being or the object or whatever that is being harpazoed. I'm using a Greek word with the with, with an English past tense. But the person who's being harpazoed has absolutely no control over it. They cannot decide whether or not I'm going to be raptured or not. You can't say no, sorry, I don't want to be taken away. No, it's like Philip was was ministering to somebody and then God moved him. <laughs> Philip yeah. didn't say, "Wait a minute here, what's going on? I do not, I do not consent." <laughs> no. It is, it is by, by that. And some people will say, well, Jesus was raptured. No, Jesus was not raptured. Jesus cannot be raptured because Jesus actually is God and he, ha- he actually controls what goes on. So, no, Jesus can't be like the father says, Jesus, I'm taking you. And then Jesus is like, well, I got no say in this. You know, I'm just going to, you know, come on, because he and the father are one. So, it's a different root word, isn't it, Kevin? It's uh, ascended is different from it is a completely uh, being caught up. Word. Yeah, uh, being snatched away. Now, I think another thing that's underrated here is the Lord Himself, right? So you look at for the Lord Himself shall descend. Yes. You know when we think about you know when He comes back, you know it uh, to to land His feet on the Mount of Olives. He's not by Himself, is He? No. Right. He's with His saints. Ten thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands of saints, and secondly, who's also gathering together uh, those others at the end, the angels. Mm-hmm. Here, it's specifically mentioning the Lord Himself shall oh, descend from heaven. <clears throat> that what is happened, what's going on here. And what happened? Was the last time? When was the last time the Lord Himself descended from heaven with a trumpet blast, Mount Sinai? Mm. That was a pretty big, fearful event. He came down. And blew the crap out of that mountain. Scorched man. the top of that thing, didn't he? <laughs> you know, and so people were like, like, "No more, no more." It hurts. 
So he's coming down, man. He's going to come down with fire and fury, man. And yeah. it's going to be, yeah. I'm going to say fire and fury, but it's going to be absolutely incredible. Yeah, the world's not going to miss it. They're like, what was that? Exactly. And all of a sudden, things, and, and all of a sudden, peace is taken from the earth. You know, and we talked, I had to talk about this last week, where, you know, when peace is taken from the earth, the red horse rider does that. He takes peace from the earth. Sure does. Okay. If you launch one nuke against a civilian population, that will take peace away from the whole earth. Because who's next? Who's yeah. next? Everybody's going into the bunkers because the, the long-awaited, fearful, dreadful time that mankind has been waiting for, probably for the last 80 years, is a nuclear war. Everybody's greatest fear. If you launch one or launch two, every, there is no peace anywhere on earth. Cascade event. Right. So that is when the red horse rider rides because name me something, anything else that could take peace from the earth outside of a nuclear war. Nobody. I don't care you release a sickness or you release a sickness. It's not going to take peace from the earth because it takes a long time for that stuff to circulate. Okay. But nuclear war, that can be done within an hour, two hours, done. We're, we're, the whole world's back in the Stone Age. Okay, oh, that yeah. will take peace from the earth like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. Red oh, Horse oh. Rider, during the tribulation, when that seal is opened. This world cannot mm-hmm. cannot live going back uh, 200 years without electricity. I mean, it just can't function, Bob. It's not, you, you, I mean, sure, there are people who are going to be able to survive that. Of course they are. But, I mean, the majority of people have no chance against that. So you better, if, if you are around, you better hope that that's like, well, granted, if you're a believer, uh, listen, we're not, I'm not really talking to believers when I say this, because believers, like I said, to gain is to die. To die is to gain, right? Not to gain is to die, but to die is to gain. So if you're not a believer, though, you better hope that that thing happens at the end, Bob, because with, if these things like start to happen at the beginning, you're not going to have much time. I mean, to, to like, especially in certain areas, you're just not going to have much time to survive. And I think that you're right, Bob, when you say that, look, like, whether or not it's in the first three and a half years or shortly after the midpoint, the Western Hemisphere is doomed. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you. And you opened my eyes to that when you said, look, this is the third part of the Earth. And I thought to myself, he's on to something there. And I thought, and then you said, "Look, what was what was going on in that third part of the Earth two thousand years ago?" <laughs> and you're like, "Nephilim were there," <laughs> and it's like, "That's you know, that's that's about it." Nephilim and, and and like the people being controlled by the Nephilim, whoever, whoever was here, for unfortunate enough to be here. But it's like if you could bring go back to that period of time, and then you're like, the people are going to come in. They want to they want to attack. They want the land. So they're going to go ahead and they're going to prep it so that they can come and invade. So they have to whittle down the population as much as they can. That's what you mentioned in your video this week. And then when the dust settles, <laughs> I love how you said that. When the dust settles, that's when they come in and they take it. But And they think they got something, right? They're like, all have, hey, we got the land, we got the land. Next thing you know, wham, judgment comes <laughs> down and destroys them. And what do they got left, Bob? They're in the wrong place at the wrong time there, aren't they? In the worst place at the worst time. That's <laughs> yeah, the worst place at the worst time. I mean, right. you, like, the, 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 isn't that the ultimate punishment, though? It's like, right. 
I am going to decimate this population of the United States of America. I am going to destroy this country because I hate it so much. And then what do they get for that, Bob? Mm-hmm. They get the ultimate destruction laid, laid down on them. Yeah, and it's going to be comet after comet after asteroid, raining off fire, 200-pound hailstones. They're going to rue the day that they ever thought about coming into the United States. Mm. What, I mean, what do you got? Yellowstone going off, the new Madrid fall that, line. I mean, they're going to be like, this yeah. place stinks. That Yellowstone volcano is basically the landmine waiting to go off when they come over here. You think that landmine's for us? That's not for us, folks. That's for that's for the new occupants coming in. That's I saw 2012, Bob. What's that? Southern California slides into the ocean. I yeah. saw that movie. Um, <laughs> and you know what? And here's the thing: is that that's not just Hollywood. Like there are plate tectonic specialists that say that if a quake was big enough right there on that, that that absolutely could happen. Like that the whole shelf there in Southern California just. Sl- Cause it's like sitting on top of a thing. It just could slide right into the, it, and that's like, could that actually happen? Scientists are like, yes, yes, absolutely. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, think about like all the, now granted there are people, including my family that are there. And I would really hope that if that's going to happen, Bob, that's well after the rapture, but consider what evil and what unrighteousness goes on in Southern California? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't a fitting tribute to that, just to, to the 2012 movie, for it to actually do to that and slide right in? Right. And, and who's going to be ever. occupying it when it happens? Is it going to be the Chinese, the Russians? Who's going to? Who's it going to be? Could be Nephilim again. A Nephilim. The Nephilim come over here. They go, hey, you, you guys think you have it? It's like the, it's like the hierarchy of criminals. You, they all get together. The next guy takes over. The next guy takes over. They're like, hey, we got the spoils. Great. And somebody else comes up and shoots them all dead and takes the spoils. Maybe that's what the Nephilim are showing. I mean, well, here is a lot of UFO activity here. And if you think those Nephilim are going to allow these, these humans to occupy this land that they lost 2,000 years ago, that's a great point, Kevin. They probably had another thing coming. They're going to come down here with their technology, blow the crap out of them, see how you yeah. like it. Then they're going to take over take over here, set up base. Because they have to go somewhere. Because you got already a third of the angels got kicked down to the earth. So where right. do you think they're going to go? Yeah. Where do you think they're well, going to go? Well, they're going to go to places where there's no cash bail. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be honest. There's going to be unrighteousness. Right. You think they're going to have prisons by at that point, Bob? They're going to let everybody. They're going to. You know who they're going to put in prison? The ones who obey the law. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We're already. And we're, the funny thing is, Bob, is that this is the reason why we know that we're so close, brothers, is because we can already see that starting to happen. Mm-hmm. What but, I don't see is how obey the law are the ones that are punished, right? How does the beast technology, if everything's got to be connected to the internet and they're launching all these satellites in outer space and you can't buy or sell without the mark, which we know is going to connect you to the internet, um, how in the world is that system going to run for three and a half years if it even runs that long with all of the cataclysmic judgments that are falling? How is that even a thing? It's going to fall, you know. That? You know, God's just disrupting their program left and right. Oh, you want to start, you know, just there's no way that that system can run like a well-oiled machine when you have all of this, you know, stuff happening. 
Well, at a certain point, it doesn't, right? Because it's like Babylon, they're going to weep. The merchants at sea are going to weep. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. You know, the great city. I mean, they're going to, everything, when that gets destroyed, what are they going to have left? I mean, really, because you're right. It is going to break down at a certain point because God's going to send the wrath down on it and right on top of it. And it's going to destroy whatever they built up. He did it before with the Tower of Babel. And he's going to do it again. He what doesn't? Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll we'll do some questions. We don't have that many, but Dustin, I feel like you're alluding to uh, a, a supernatural uh, mark as opposed to a man-made uh, mark. But uh, is that where you're going with that? Or well, I'm just thinking as far as the the Antichrist forcing all to buy or sell with this mark, and you know, there's been a lot of discussion lately on what that will actually look like. You know, remember back in the day, we thought it was just going to be the RFD, the microchip. And now we know what the technology and the recent uh, 2020, you know, um, technology that that people are willingly taking. Um, just kind of what that looks like and, and how we're going to be little mini 5G, 6G towers. Um, and, and just if you look at the whole transhumanist movement, technocracy, all of that uh, merging man and machine. I just don't see how that system can run. It has to. You has to have. You have to have power. If you if you don't have power, you don't. Mm-hmm. You know. You, you know. It needs the internet. You, there's no connectivity. There's everything's being disrupted. How can they possibly partake in buying and selling if you can't even? You know, we have a problem with your your credit card's been declined. And it's like that's going to be a far worse problem. It's like they're not even going to be able to run that thing. I don't even know. Just some of the thoughts that go through my head, really. We're not going to be here, but uh, I, just some of the things I think about. Well, my, my answer to that is I think the Mark of the Beast concept is an Eastern concept, not a Western concept. The Mark of the Beast is declared halfway through when the, the image speaks it. The image begins to speak and declare that Mark of the Beast. And that infrastructure will be completely perfect tact in the Eastern nations, the other two-thirds of the earth. The third, third part of the cross here, I don't think they're going to see the Mark of the Beast, my honest opinion. Okay, that's just my opinion. Well, make, it but, makes sense that it's some Eastern thing because Bob, most of most people in even like Western Europe, they would never put anything in their head. But there's plenty of people in the Eastern part of the world that would absolutely, and they already do. They put a little yeah. third eye there, put something sure. there, and it's like, oh, just to put a little chip in there or something like that, or a little tattooed chip. Okay, yeah, that looks cool. Make it look like an eye or something. I mean, they're, about their gods too. they're all about their gods there, too. They're all about yeah. that work. They're, they're, they're heavily into that over there. Now, so when I when I lived there in India, Bob, I, I could not believe what I saw. I mean, like these gods that they worship there, Bob, are hideous. They're ugly, hideous. I mean, and all of them are like, what is that God about? Destruction. What's that God about? Violence and destruction. What's that God about? Oh, he destroys the crops. I'm like... Where's somebody that does anything good over here? It's just like, <laughs> right. it's like, why are you guys worshiping all these evil entities? You know, it's like, why, why not pick something that's good and holy for once? Right. Well, if you're going to uh, do some questions, I have go ahead. Start with Chester. Yeah, go ahead yeah. with Chester's. Chester has a good one. So he goes. The first one he says, "Well, China and Russia and Iran militias behead Christians in America. No, because they don't believe in. They're not Muslims." And they're yeah. not pushing the Noahide laws, which would be aligned with the uh, with the um, mark of the beast. They're just going to pull you out of your house and shoot you, you know, shoot you if they can find you. But we're not going to be here for that. 
Well, he says here, can the rapture happen in August when famine and nuclear war starts? You bet your sure. <laughs> and it says, are you are we doomed? To, are we doomed destroyed if we are still here for seven more years? I don't see a seven years happening here. I mean, what are you going to do? Put all how are you going to put all that back in the box? You're going over to Venezuela and doing war games and claim and putting it out in the media that we could take your nation down. And now we're over here in Venezuela getting ready to do. It. They're going to move all that equipment, pay all that money, invest all that money, bring the Poseidon drones, nuclear drones, uh, surrounding our waters. They're bringing them on online now for the first time since they created them. Do you mean so for another seven years? I don't think so, Kevin. Greg, I cannot believe that they're allowing this to actually happen in Venezuela. It's like not since what eighteen twelve have have we actually been that weak to 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 be okay. I mean, there is a Monroe Doctrine, is there not? Still, I mean, isn't that still not enforced? I believe that it is. Mm -hmm. But we are we enforcing it? Doesn't appear so. It appears that we're cool with it. I mean, Bob, I just it, it blew my mind when you told me about it because I looked into it, and sure enough, it's it's crazy to me that that how weak the leadership in this country is to to just allow this. We are a country without borders and without any kind of doctrine to stand on, and we and we're just trying to ditch our history and our heritage. This country is 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 done, dude. It is. Done. And, and that's why they're all that. That's why they're doing the war games done. They know we're almost done. How they know can, that. They know we're on our last. We're, we're on our last leg. They know that. That's this, why they're investing their money and getting ready to do it now. How do we get this week so fast? <laughs> Babylon <laughs> fell within an hour. You know, <laughs> we fell. You know, we didn't fall within an hour. But we sure, we sure fell over the last two, two to three years. Yeah, you know, it was such a robust economy. I remember watching the Dave Ramsey show. Oh, they couldn't. They can't sink this economy. It's too big and robust. I'm like, okay, man. Yeah, can you remember? They're going to sink it, man. Don't worry. Well, exactly. Can you remember all the way back (laughs) to to fall of 2019? Think, remember, just remember back that far and just like think about how things were before any COVID thing hit whatsoever, where the economy was, where the United States was, where the people were, and and think about how that was, and then what happened with COVID, and where we are today, and everything that happened in between. All that's done is destroy and weaken. It is there's there's like there's really nothing positive that came out of that. I mean, there's sure there are little wins here and there in terms of like remote working and things like that for some people. Okay, sure, but I mean, but for the most part, Bob, it was it, it changed everything and it changed it soured the mood of everybody involved with it and and the people that that we saw that were authoritarian all over the world it soured everybody's mood and then what came out of that was mail-in fiasco and we saw that happen firsthand bob on youtube and that video is still available for people to watch and watch bob's and my reaction when the vote stopped getting counted (laughs) what happened (laughs) what happened Exactly. What happened? It's like I'm clicking and there's just nothing coming through on any of the sites. And it's like, what happened, Bob? And then right then, Bob and I looked at each other and said, something's up. So we all know what's up. And the fact is, is that since then, Bob, we've just become weaker and weaker and weaker to the point now we're on our doorstep. We're allowing this to happen. 
I mean, come on. Could you could you imagine other presidents allowing that? Even the weak ones wouldn't, Bob. No. I don't think Jimmy Carter would even allow that to happen. He'd be like that. He'd be like, no, you cannot go and do it. And certainly JFK would be like, not in my backyard. No, you're not going to go down to Venezuela, China, and Russia and start doing war games there. Mm-mm. He would threaten them with nuke war. I mean, that's what that, that's what he would have done. He was Democrat. But is he any close to where Democrats are today? I don't even like if you look at JFK and say this guy's a Democrat. He doesn't resemble anybody in their party right now. Mm-hmm. Got another question here? I can't. I just can't believe it, Bob. It's it's just it's it blows my mind. We are in the transition period. Yeah, I talked about that video starting in September last year. Actually, October last year, October sixth or seventh. That was the beginning of the new Shmita cycle, and now it's running its course. And I said that little line right there, right before the seventh tribulation begins, the transition period. And it was going to get hairy. It's going to get violent. It's going to suck. It's yeah. going. To, it's going. To, it's going. It's going to foreshadow everything that's happening during that transition period. It's going to foreshadow what's going to happen over the next seven years. And the Shemitah period, the Shemitah year, always is a, is a hyper foreshadowing. The seven years foreshadows it, yeah. But the last year is a hyper foreshadowing of what comes in the next seven year period. It, yeah. it just goes into hyperspace mode. You know, just it flies. I mean, it really gets condensed. Okay. It's almost like, you know, like you have, you eat this big uh, strawberry sundae and you don't get the strawberries till you get to the bottom. That's pretty much like what it is. So right. the fact that we're all seeing this right now is an indicator what's coming in the next seven year Shemitah cycle. I totally believe it. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. And that's what we've seen with these seven year cycles. As a warning, it happened to the Ottoman Empire the same way, exact same way back in the uh, 1914. Same, same, same exact thing. So right. this is where we're at right now. Exactly, I yeah. agree. All right, what's this all about, Greg? All right, well, which one of you want to read it? You want me to read it? I'll read it. Question: yeah, What is your opinion on Christian identity that people of European ancestry are the Israelites? Those that call themselves Jews today and who occupy Israel are the synagogue of Satan. Almost sounds like a, more of a comment in the toward the end there. Yeah, it does. Um, what is our opinion on Christian identity? Well, I know the synagogue of Satan, the high priest they have now, they have to be descendants from the high priest in Jesus' time. Okay, and and I and I see them alluded to being called uh, reptilians and he stuff called, like that. So they have did. to be a, a direct descent, descendant. Of the high priest back when God paused the uh, the kingdom coming kingdom for the age of grace. That's what Jesus so, called him. Yeah, so now we're going to have those exact same high priests. It's basically picking up right where we left off two thousand years ago. Makes sense. So remember, that's I mean, why, the, the Jews were yeah. dispersed. Remember, they, they were dispersed in seventy A.D. So they come from all over the 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 world. So um, they're not just from European ancestry. They're I mean, they're in, they're in like everywhere almost. Okay, so uh, they were dispersed, and so you're thinking about two thousand years of reproduction, and you cannot tell me that they just were dispersed and then they found somebody else who was Jewish, pure blood Jewish, and you know, descendant of Seth, and just said, okay, that's it. And and so I, I'm I'm you know no, of course not. 
They married into all kinds of other families. They had children. I mean, let's, let's be honest. So, listen, like Benjamin Netanyahu, he's from the t- tribe of Benjamin. I mean, we, we, he knows what his heritage is. So, I mean, for the, for people to say they're not real Jews and this and that, that's when they start. That's when you start getting into weird things, and they start talking about you know the black Hebrew movement and stuff like that. It's just, it's kind of crazy. And I don't know what this has actually to do with Christian identity. Because in Jesus, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. Amen. Yeah. And don't forget, all have fallen short, right? Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, we're all Gentiles at this point during this dispensation. Um, we need exactly. we need Christ. It doesn't yeah. matter at this point. We, you, you need They need Christ. We need Christ. Yeah. Then you get people yeah, right here. So here's Brian Marshall Jr. Netanyahu is of Russian descent. Uh, yeah. That, that's... Fine, you can believe that. That's great. It doesn't really matter. I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it matters one bit whether or not someone believes this or that. But the fact is, is that look at God's got a plan for the for the for the Israelites. He's got a plan for the Jewish nation. He's got a plan for that. He is going to have a remnant that comes through, and they are going to uh, call out for him to come back. And that's when he's going to come back. So God is not finished with. The Jewish nation of Israel. Oh, I like this one. I've read this one earlier. Shut up. Yeah, they, what? I got solar panels on my house. It's a <laughs> that, oh, the good poor, news is, the good news lady. is, what, what's your name? I can't remember her name. But uh, the good news is, you know when that solar flare comes? Revelation chapter 16, where that angel pours his vial out on the sun, and the sun scorches the men on the earth that won't yeah. repent. That's during the second three and a half years, so you're okay. Don't worry about your house blowing Could up. Could you imagine, <laughs> Justin, when that happens, when the sun scorches seven times hotter, your electric meter is going to be like, we I'm generating so much power, and all of a sudden, boom, you're like, oh, man, I knew it was a bad investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll take, it's going to take a solar flare to do that. I don't think that's – solar flares are what God does to burn up the earth. Yeah. Man's going to have their turn at burning up the earth with their man-made weapons, but God, man, you don't want to yeah. mess with what he could send at this earth, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't worry, worry about, about your solar panels. You're getting you're getting a good deal on it right now. Yeah, you're fine for now. Tax break. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you want to and then tomorrow, Bob, a solar solar flare is going to hit her house, and she's going to be like, "You said no, no, no." She's going to be fine. She's fine. <laughs> I want to take this answer. Sure. Go ahead. Question. When do you think the Dome of the Rock is coming down? You know what? I thought about this before, and I actually think it's going to come down at the second coming. I think that's when the earthquake's going to hit and going to take it down. Because, listen, the, the tribulation temple is built, and we, it has to be, the outside has to be let for the Gentiles. And you can definitely build a temple on the Temple Mount and some people will say, oh, no, it's south of the Temple Mount. That's where they're going to build it. Fine. Great. That's even easier. But you, you, but let's just say that they're going to build it on the Temple Mount, which I believe is because directly east of uh, the um, Mount of Olives is the Temple Mount. And it goes right through that uh, eastern gate, which is shut off and closed because they've got a Muslim cemetery there. Mm-hmm. So, if Jesus is going to go through that gate, then that gate's going to have to get open. He's going to go right over there from the Mount of Olives. When he touches down, it says that there is an earthquake and it splits between the 
the north and the south. It goes from east from east to west. So it splits the north and the south. And you know where that goes right through? The Temple Mount, which hits right on the, the Dome of the Rock. So I think that that's when it gets it actually gets destroyed. Not before that. They can build a temple there, and they can leave the outer outer court for the Gentiles. They can leave their Dome of the Rock there. But when Jesus comes, there's going to be a big old earthquake. And if, okay, and then there's also another thing, which is if that's not the time, it could happen before, which is basically when the two witnesses are resurrected, there is a gigantic earthquake, and I believe yep. 7,000 people die. Yeah. So yep. it could happen then, too. So there's really, I think it's it's either then at the midpoint or when Jesus comes back. Nice. Great answers. Great answer. Uh, so, but I'm not going to be here for either one of those things. So, right. I, I'm not going to be able to tell you which one it is. Well, well, I will, but I'll be in heaven, and we'll watch it happen together. From the, as Chuck Missler says, from the mezzanine. Right, and a follow up to that question: Where, <laughs> where is that in the Bible? The Lord, the Lord comes and doesn't touch the ground. Um, I guess they, they mean where does he touch the ground? It says doesn't. Uh, we have Zechariah four fourteen four. Right. Okay, I can even bring that up for you and. Let's see here. Let's hide that. There we go. Zechariah 14.4, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on, in, on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof, toward the east and toward the west. All right. Great valley. There shall be a very great valley. Half the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Exactly. Ooh. And that is the second coming. That is not the rapture, because when the rapture happens, Jesus descends and is in the clouds. And he does not come down to the ground, but he will come down to the ground. He stays up there. He stays up in the stratosphere of the earth. He does. And then he comes back with a a white robe on a white horse, and he's got his his, uh, stain with the blood. And he's yep. got a name that nobody knows, and he comes down his horse. He's got tens of thousands of thousands of saints behind him, and that's when he's going to touch down, just like Zechariah said there. Amen. All right, we have some good questions here, so we can go a little over. Here we go. And will Jesus burn up the earth at the end of the millennium kingdom or destroy it entirely? The Bible says that earth fled away. Yeah. So it does. God. the Bible does not say God destroys here. He makes a new heaven and a new earth. So the earth fled away. So the the earth, I think we're going to see, and it's just me trying to interpret it, but I think the earth doesn't get destroyed. It gets rebuilt. Mm. It, it, I think it becomes a lot bigger. It, God takes it and changes it, just like we are changed. You, you go because, you know, the earth moans for the sons of God, okay, to come forth, okay? The Bible talks about that. So I think the earth's going to have its chance, too. We get changed in moments we believe an eye. We get changed mortal immortality. Well, maybe the earth is going to get its chance now to get changed from a mortal to immortal type. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense. It but does. you guys well, know does. what I mean. It gets changed, though. It does. I but got some scripture. It says that the earth, earth. The heaven and earth passed away and, and, there, and they were no more. It so does. to me, yeah. and it says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So to me, it, it's like it. Now, remember, at the end of the thousand years, Satan is loosed for a little while. So it's a thousand years plus a little while. And then he brings all the nations together to Jerusalem, and God basically consumes them with fire. So there is a big fire event that occurs, Mm -hmm. 
whether or not that torches the whole entire uh, world, we don't know. But it, there is a major fire event. And basically, right after that happens, it says that the, the heaven and earth fled, fled away and we're no more. So at that point, I'm thinking, well, you've got this great white throne judgment, right? That happens right right then too. So the great white throne judgment is not happening on earth and it's not happening in this heaven either. So it's happening in a transitionary period between what heaven and earth is now and a new heaven and a new earth. And Dustin, do you have any uh, scripture that? Yeah. The, I think the question. I think the question is answered perfectly in Second Peter, chapter three, verses ten through thirteen. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So I think it's pretty clear what happens there. That matches with the revelation. So, um, yeah, I, Bob, I, I, although, I think it's a neat idea that the earth would be regenerated and this and that. I think that's for the millennium. Yeah, uh, I think you're probably right. No earth, I do like your idea, though, about an immortal earth. And and that's what the new heaven and the new earth is going to be. They're going to be perfect and never actually degrade, ever. So that's mm-hmm. the nice part of it. It's like you get a new creation, a new heaven and a new earth, and you never have any, like, Laws of thermodynamics are out the door. I mean, everything's changed. You got to have a whole new system there that God's going to make. How amazing is that going to be when you consider it? It's like oh, yeah. nothing yeah. is going to decay. There's no decay. That, that How can you even consider that? It's like you put an apple out and you can see it starting to decay in like five minutes. Yet in that new one, there's going to be nothing to decay it. Uh, amazing stuff, Bob, that we have in store to, to see. Amen. But you're right, uh, Dustin. Why put all your your hope into this world when it's going to burn up? Right. And I like what it says, in which righteousness dwells. We're so sick of evil. We're like Lot. We're vexed. We're like, just can't wait for this evil. It's it's going to be a place in which righteousness dwells. Perfect. How many people in the chat are looking, are, are feeling what verse 13 is? Yeah. I mean, yep. are, are we all not doing that, Dustin? I mean, it's just like we are looking forward to not this anymore, aren't we? Yep. Yep. Amen. And then, Amen. And then what, what's 14 there? Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye looked for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. That is a full circle, Dustin, to when you asked, what should we be doing right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since we're looking for this thing, we've got to be diligent. We've got to continue on, and we got to be found spotless. And the, how are we found spotless? Is that through anything that we can do or whatever? No, that is through our faith in Jesus Christ and the fact that he's the one who absolves us from that sin. God the Father absolves us from the sin itself because his son died for us, 
took away that sin and we believe that and we have faith. That is how we remain spotless. And we live our life and to his service and we and, and we continue going on being good ambassadors and witnesses to that message. Amen. Amen. Well said. Well said. I think that's a good uh, close. And, uh, you know, God willing, Lord willing, we'll be here next week. But listen, we're still looking up. Um, uh-huh. There are a number of us who believe it's imminent, that rap- the rapture is imminent, can happen at any point. Um, there are certain feast days, certain symbolism around all of this, of course. Bob touches on this numerous times on his channel. Um, so we're looking, we're, we're speculating, we're, we're watching, um, and we're praying, you know, so. What's God the mission good. of this channel, Greg? <laughs> well, you tell me. We're a lot of believers that are looking forward <laughs> to the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are we not? Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, guys. Right. Everyone, God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll see you there or in the air. Or God the bless. Maranatha. Maranatha.